air dreadlocks. With a bomb buckler on semi so and top top. Man, man, let me speak with you. Roster man, I'm here to tell you Nino Brown says your services are no longer needed in the community. Who the bomb clad is? Oh! Yeah. yeah! Now that's how you kill somebody, my brother. You get right up on the motherfucker and bay out! Throw his brains all over the sidewalk in broad daylight. <laughs> Hey, hey, what's up? This is Z2 back again. East Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is another special edition. Rewind. But before I go any further, is he his brother's keeper? It's the Nez. Yes, I am. What's up, everybody? We are back. ESP Rewind is in full effect for 20. 20- 24, which is dead the day the night before the so-called big game, which I can care less about, but I'll still watch it. <laughs> well, you gotta watch it for the the, the movie trailers, the ads. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll talk about all that too later on. But tonight we're coming at you with the 1991 action thriller. Hey, okay, yeah. drama too. <laughs> Uh, New Jack City. A new kind of crime family. We gotta look out for one another. A new breed of cop. It is a war out there. A new world to conquer. A new chronicle to be told. Wesley Snipes. We will own this city. Ice Team. Mario Van Peebles. And Judd Nelson. This is big business. This is the American way. New Jack City. Rated R. Starts Friday, March 8th at a theater near you. Drug Tycoon. (laughs) Uh, Drug Tycoon Nino Brown and his minions known collectively as the Cash Money Brothers. CMB. CMB have uh, rapidly risen to the top of of the New York City narcotics trade. Okay, whoever wrote this. Uh, Under Nino's heartless leadership, the drug operation has grown into a multi-million dollar empire. Scotty and Nick, uh, was it Scotty? Not Scotty Pippen. Scotty... Too hotty. Oh, Appleton. I was about to say Scotty Appleton and uh, Nick Peretti. That's his name. Uh, Ice T and Jed Nelson, right? Uh, two police officers known, or two two police officers who know their way around the streets of Harlem, aim to bring Nino and his cohorts down to do to do uh, to do so. Uh, they'll have to play by Nino's rules and go undercover. Uh, this is directed by Mario Van Peebles, and this stars. Mario Van Peebles and original gangster Ice T, Alan Payne, uh, the legendary Chris Rock. He wasn't a legendary at this time. He was still on the on the come up. Come up. Right. Uh, Michelle, is it Michael Michelle? I think that's how you say her name. Uh, Bill Nunn, the Dutta Man, aka Radio Raheem. Uh, Russell Wong. Uh, he was badass in that one. Um, was that movie with Aaliyah and 
Anthony Anderson, Jet Li, uh, Romeo Must Die. He was uh, one of the bad guys in that one. Uh, Bill Cobbs, uh, the great Judd Nelson, <laughs> Vanessa, Vanessa Williams, uh, and some other people. Um, but those, oh, and Wesley Snipes, duh. Um, yeah. AKA Blade. <laughs> Which I got to say, it's actually quite interesting. Um, I got to say right off the top, shout out. Thank you for hooking me up with the Blu-ray. Very awesome. Very cool, unexpected, and very exciting. Um, Love it. Um, And it just so happens it's filled with uh, bonus special features because it looks like around 2004-ish, they did like a DVD release. So they did... Uh, we used to be really popular where they took like a older film like this and and they record new features for it. So there's a bunch of like behind the scenes, but it's like a good what that's uh, 10 to like 14 years after uh, the film's release. So like a bunch of the things they're talking about on it. Uh, one of the things that's interesting, we talk about Wesley Snipes starring in this. They talk about in the behind the scenes that at this time, as crazy as it sounds, uh, I mean, Chris Rock is, is is pretty like not he's not what he became and he's like low on the fame list. But like they said, Wesley Snipes was probably the least famous person to be in the film at that time. I think out of everyone that was in this, yeah, Wesley uh, Ice T wasn't his first acting job. He did break. Yeah, in but and, people and those, knew him from his music. Yeah, they they knew him from his music. He I was it Breaking or Beach Street? I can't remember. It was one of those movies he was in. Um, I think it was Breaking because I want to say he was in the first one. Nah, you're gonna make me guys. You're gonna make me look it up. I want to hmm. say he was in the first one and the second one. He was um, I can't remember if he was Ice T or was he just a, a DJ or something. Um, I don't. Really remember? Damn, he's been in a hundred and one things acting wise. That's what it says here. Um, oh, wait a minute, that's producer. I want actor. I don't like the way they did this with um, what you call it? IMDb. It was fine before. Why'd you guys do whatever you did to it? Damn, he's been in hella stuff. Okay. Uh, before that, like it wasn't much. Like. I think there was like two big things, if I remember, because um, I was looking at it uh, not too long ago. Uh, from what I saw, King of New York, he was in that, but he's not even the main person. And then Major League, Willie Mays Hayes. But yeah. well, Ice T, Ice T, uh, fame. Oh, I'm talking Wesley. Wesley. No, I'm just saying Ice T. Uh, fame, he was in that. He was just uh, the in it. I remember that breaking. And Breaking 2 is what I remember him the first time. I knew who Ice-T was, but when he popped up in those movies, I was like, oh, cool, because he was Ice-T in the first Breaking. In the second one, he was a Radiotron rapper. It was the Radiotron was the place where it was. So, and he had a bunch of albums under him. Then New Jack City came in 1991. And then uh, Ricochet after that, he's only in it for a few minutes. It's just mainly... um, uh, Academy Award winner uh, Denzel Washington and uh, John Lithgow, which was awesome as the bad guy. And then later he came as King James with uh, America's Most Wanted, Ice Cube, and uh, the great uh, Bill Paxton. Rest in peace. 
And then he was just popping up in things here and there. And I mean, I liked his career. It was a lot of it was some mainstream movies, and then it started doing the straight the video stuff. He did a lot of that. And then once the TV thing came along, he just uh, took off from there. He's been in a ton of things, uh, him acting in it, as well as just doing voice work. He even did some voice work in the Scarface, uh, the World is Yours video game, which came out in 2006. I played that game once. I don't remember his name in it, but uh, it was cool. He had a he had a big film career, be it on the big screen as well as tv yeah law and order special victims unit uh he's been in that from geez 2000 to 2024 520 episodes <laughs> he's done Damn. that that's the thing he's probably been doing the longest 24 that's impressive. years <laughs> that's impressive wow so i mean he's Ooh, he's 500 Ooh. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, that's where his money is. He said he goes, "Look, I'm getting my money." So fuck all y'all that are saying stuff. No and doubt. We said it. We no were talking doubt. about IC with the rappers and everything. I mean, that's real though, man. He, he was about getting paid, and he did it. And with that money, of course, he's got a family and everything. But he got to able to do. Uh, he hasn't really done much hip hop stuff from from what I know, because I know he did. He really put his time in the body count. He put out a few more albums. They went out on tours. I think they're still out there doing it, too, as well. So he's been up. Yeah, but as far as Wesley Snipes being this one of his first movies, yeah. I mean, I've seen him in things, but I think out of everything other than Blade, I love all three of those Blade movies, even though some people don't like the second or the third one. I hope he's in the new one, like like as a legacy Blade, like passing it down. Yeah. Um this is the movie that I loved him the most in. Uh, yeah, yes. he had that little part in, in uh, King of New York. Um, another movie which I love that I never really ha- hear a lot of people talk about it. Or maybe they do, I just don't. The po- the, the podcast that I listen to, uh, he they don't really go over a lot of his films. Was, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Passenger 57. Oh, uh, I love, oh, I love that it. Movie. I quote that like every month. <laughs> like, <laughs> always bet on black. That movie was awesome. <laughs> so good. But for I me, too, it's hard to beat uh, White Men Can't Jump. That's classic Wesley. So it's hard to beat him in that for me. That'd probably be my number one, then probably New Jack. He did. A, he's done a, a lot of little action movies. A lot of people did just. I don't know. Some people just didn't didn't see. I mean, I did like that one movie he did with uh, Ving Rhames when they were in prison. Uh, Undisputed. That was a uh, directed by the great Walter Hill. Um, that movie was pretty awesome. If you guys haven't seen that, check it out. But Passenger Fifty Seven. That was one of those movies that uh, I remember we went and seen it uh, at the drive-in. Like, I know we went to see something else, but then that was just. Uh, the extra movie. So we were we were all about it and everything. So, but he's he's done so much. So much. Yeah. But from as far as I mean, I remember seeing him in like TV shows before he did anything else. But I, I think the first thing that I'd seen him in was Wildcats. He was one of the the high school football players in that movie. You guys have seen it with um Goldie Hawn. 
she was in he was in that he wasn't one of the main guys he was just on in on the team uh yeah major league willie mays hayes he did that of course he was mini max and michael jackson's bad um but then he did some things here and there and then king of new york which came out in 90 uh mo better blues spike lee joint he did that uh right after that he did new jack city and then he kind of took off from there i i don't want to say I guess I mean I, I could be wrong, everyone, but I want to say this is probably when he started to get the the main roles in films. Because right. right after New yep. Jack City, he did another Spike Lee movie, Jungle Fever, and then something called Water Dance. I never saw that. Um, then he did White Man Can't Jump, and that was a yeah. huge movie. Huge. Yep. And then Passenger Fifty Seven. Right after yep. that, then huge. he turned in, he, he turned into <laughs> an action star because yep. movies were just Demolition. boom boom boom. He had Boiling Point after that, uh, Rising Sun with uh, Sean Connery, uh, Demolition Man with Sly, Sugar Hill. It was a good drama. I didn't really care Sugar for Hill, it. Sugar Hill, baby. Um, then he did the Demolition Man video game, <laughs> uh, Drop Zone, which it was okay. I didn't really care for it. Yeah. This is a movie that a lot of people didn't care for. I thought it was funny. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie oh, Newmar. Yeah. <laughs> that movie was that was funny. The with the the great Patrick Swayze, rest in peace. Uh, Wesley and um, what's his nuts? John Leguizamo, Money Train. It was okay. Uh, that was yeah. when I was kind of introduced to uh, J Lo, Jenny from the Block. So he did a lot of good things. Uh, the fan. I know. Well, you're a fan of that movie, right? Him and uh, De Niro. Oh yeah. I haven't seen that in forever. I need to check it. I got Murder at well, sixteen hundred. What, what's What's awesome about it is. Um... He's basically Barry Bonds. He's basically playing Barry Bonds. And yeah, De Niro is like this crazy, like obsessed fan. Like it, it it really is like an examination of like psycho fandom. (laughs) It was, it was the Giants too, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm saying, I'm saying he's basically playing Barry Bonds. Is that streaming anywhere? I have not seen that movie in forever. Yeah. Well, if you guys have stars, it's on there. And I don't have that anymore. But uh and then he kind of just took off with a with a bunch of movies. Um he kind of he was doing some things that just weren't the greatest. Art of War, I liked it, but it was it was really slow. Um but when he did uh Blade, which was, or he did um US Marshals, if you guys remember that. The sequel yeah, to uh, the not Fugitive. as good as Fugitives, and a lot of people actually really don't like the US Marshals. I think it's fine. I like it all right. I liked it because I liked Tommy Lee Jones's character in the um in the first one in uh, the Fugitive. Um, so it was cool. I went and saw. I didn't see that. I saw Fugitive when it was on TV, but I saw. I went and saw U.S. Marshals in the theater when it came out. That was okay. We were living up here by then. Uh, then Blade. That one I kind of just. I don't know. I just didn't even realize. Well, at these times when these comic book movies were coming out, it wasn't like now. It was like it would it would come like it was under the radar if you weren't really up to date on movie stuff yet. I mean, I was I, I went and seen everything, but um, Blade came here to the little one horse town that I live in. And I saw it the last night before they, they took it away because I remember I was like, I want to go to the movies. And I looked up to see what was playing and it said Blade. And I went Blade and I looked it up and I was like, oh, fuck, that's uh, the, the character from the comic books. So I didn't never heard and none of my friends or anyone, I guess nobody saw it. So I were where I'm at. So I went and seen it and I was the only one in the theater and I was like, man, that was hella good. 
and then then all the other comic book movies start eventually started to come because we got Blade Two in two thousand two. Um, when was that third one? Um, do, 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 do. Blade Trinity that was two thousand four, so two years later. A lot of people didn't care for that one. It's okay. I liked uh, Ryan Reynolds and um, what's that chick's name? Uh, da, 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 da. Jessica Biel. Oh, what happened to her? I haven't seen her in a while. Uh, of course, uh, Chris Christopherson's in back in it. Uh, Ryan Reynolds pretty much stole a movie from uh, from Wesley in that one, and it also had uh, Triple H. He was in it. He was badass. He was one of the vampires. Um, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I might have to watch rewatch it again. But yeah, I mean, the New Jack City, it it had a bunch of stars in it. And uh, a lot of people, and when we talked about uh, the ZCU's New Jack Swing stuff, we did talk about the album, and because the album yeah. was just there's just hit after hit on that thing. Yeah. Um, I gotta say too, real quick, the track I picked uh, for my list, the Christopher Williams, uh, turns out he's in the film. He's like kind of on Nino's crew, but he's also like the city official, the one guy that's like. Um, he he knows he knows Ice T. He's there at the beginning when Ice T busts Chris Rock, and, he was the and one then that saw like him. later on, he's like, "I knew I knew him." That because earlier in, earlier in the film, he said he goes, I, "I goes, I've seen that guy somewhere, but he, he just he yeah. couldn't he didn't remember." That's actually yeah, that's the guy that sings the song. I'm dreaming, Christopher Williams. I said so, that on your episode, <laughs> right? I said he's I'm just, the I'm movie. Just adding, I'm just adding it here. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to say. He was <laughs> in. He's in it. Um, yeah. Keisha, he was. She was probably my favorite. She was the most ruthless out of uh, the CMBs. Yeah. That once, oh. the, obviously for her, it's the scene, the, the the Rasta guy, the reggae guy, when he comes up to the Jeep and he's talking to G Money, and she pops him, and then he says that line about like, "That's how you do him, right in public." In broad daylight. <laughs> yeah. Rockabye, baby. I didn't like her little catchphrases. They were bugging me, but I thought she was awesome because she was <laughs> she was no joke in this film. But the budget for this film was eight million dollars and it boxed off as forty seven point six million. So it was uh complete hit uh yeah. for for the for I think it was New Line to put this out. Turns um, out uh, from uh, watching the behind the scenes thing. Sorry, Warner Brothers. Uh, <laughs> Mario Van Peebles said that uh, he blew, basically blew the budget of the film on the opening shot, on the helicopter shot. The studio told him, like, oh, just use stock footage, New York City. But he wanted it to push in past the Statue of Liberty all the way to the bridge. And then you see them, the, the, guy dangling the guy off the bridge so he sent he said like the majority of his budget went to like that shot in the opening of the movie <laughs> why did it cost so much i don't know but uh he said that's that's where like the majority of his money went <laughs> that's crazy i mean it's it's an awesome scene i mean what we see on the screen because uh the film starts it, uh, is that one song that we talked about? Um, it's it's an awesome track for for the love of money. But 
it's yeah, it's like just a helicopter shot of of New York City. I mean, we get the New York's uh buildings uh the twin towers awesome i just get sad every time i see them um and it was it was an awesome shot and then the other than the song rocking we it gets a a down shot of the city uh flying over harlem and then it goes all the way to uh a bridge i don't know there's so many bridges there i don't know exactly right. which one it is but <laughs> it's it's an amazing shot because the bridge that it's all one shot too so right. i mean when it's coming in obviously there's people on there all right get ready <laughs> yep <laughs> they they it's it's not a fast uh helicopter shot it's going as fast as i guess not as, as it can but it zooms right in onto it and we see uh the data man holding i don't know some some customer that didn't want to pay up yeah we see him holding like a wall street guy too <laughs> we see him holding yeah, some guy in a suit him holding him over hanging off the bridge and his girlfriend screaming and then <sighs> a, a car pulls up and this is when we see you know uh nino and uh get out of the car i mean obviously see this ya. is a, this Wouldn't is want to be ya. this is a stunt man of course <laughs> And I'm sure he's rigged up pretty oh, good yeah. because I don't know as far as nets under there, but <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an amazing opening shot. I mean, it's not, it's not all one shot. It's, it's just kind of a bunch of shots mixed together uh, of the city, but the way it starts is awesome. So I guess, I don't think that's an $8 million shot. He said it was he said it was a lot so much so that in turn the original iced tea pookie scene was supposed to be a car chase and they couldn't afford to do the car chase so they turned it into the bike chase which actually I think is way better it's way cooler and like way more unique like everybody has car chases like it's actually pretty cool that he's on the bike and like Ice T's running like crazy, which also is kind of funny. That's on the making of Ice T says that uh, he, he, it was like so hard and he was so tired. And you can see he's booking like crazy. And he said, like, it was so hard. He had to call in like the stunt man for a few times to run for him. <laughs> he talked about it on his final level podcast. He was like, he was so he was like, I was young. I was in shape. Um, and he was like, they were like, well, we're going to start it off this. And then the stunt man, your double's going to come in and do it. And he was like, nah, man, I, I want to do it. I want to do it. And they were telling him like, look, we're going to shoot this a few times. So you're going to be running all multiple days. It, it wasn't yeah. like a one day shot, like 26 so, miles or something. Yeah. So that. he was like, all right, man. <laughs> he goes, he said, he goes, I'll do it. He goes, was I glad I did it? He said, yeah, in the end, it came out awesome. He goes, but would I do it again? He was like, hell no, I would never do that right. again. He goes, <laughs> he goes, you live and you learn. But it's it's an awesome yep. shot, man, because yep. it's they're in the streets of Harlem uh, in some back alley place, and it's a, a deal. Uh, Pookie, which is uh, Chris, Chris Rock's character, he's supposed to be buying some stuff uh, from Ice-T. He's undercover cop, and then every, it kind of goes sideways. Um Chris Rock basically just, uh, I don't know how they hooked up. They don't really ever really go into it, but Ice-T was the one that was supposed to buy whatever from him. 
but he doesn't. He kind of just shoves Ice T, grabs the money, and then, and then takes off. So he goes. That's this is when the 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 chase starts. Uh, Pookie's on a bike, a little BMX bike, and Ice T is running after him. But really quick before we get into the actual chase scene, I loved the way Ice T looked in this movie. Yeah, he looked awesome. He had dreads. He had the little dread hat and his lobes on. Yeah. And um, at this point, he's only, like I said, he's only done a, a couple acting jobs, but. L.A. Raiders me, jacket. For me, looking, <laughs> for me, looking at, at someone that isn't and really a, has done a lot of acting. I, I won't go as far as saying he's not an actor, but he did an amazing job. I mean, I think out of this whole film. I mean, I think he was real about it. I mean, he he knows the streets, so he knew right. how to act, how he knew how to be um, just a street hustler. And it was kind of key, yeah. It like it just worked so well. Like and it, and I mean, right now when you watch it, if, if you guys are new to this film and you just watch it and you've seen him in, in a million things, you wouldn't think anything of it. Oh, this is just one of Ice-T's earlier films. At this point, I mean, we've talked about it before. He he was just an MC. He he was just hip, strictly hip hop, and everything. This is all before, just before. No, it was after. No, I think he was doing body count by then. I think I can't remember. Um, but no, he wasn't doing body count yet. Anyway, um, he was he wasn't known for acting, but for him to come in this film, and in my opinion, maybe some people don't think so, to knock it out of the park with with right. this big budget movie. Oh, well, it wasn't well. Eight million dollars is nothing now, as in twenty twenty four when you when you make a film they're in the like twenty thirty forty million type of things, but I think for for what we saw on the screen and watching this now, you can just see how awesome he was. I mean, cause so he pretty much look I'm gonna take my knowledge from the street, put it in my character, and then put it on the screen. Chris Rock as well. I've seen him his uh, stand up before he did did all this. So I mean I knew him as a stand-up comedian, but when this once this scene uh, takes off because Pookie um, knocks uh, Scotty and grabs the money and then jets, my favorite song on the whole soundtrack, New Jack Hustler. But yeah, Pookie man, it's Chris Rock in some of these scenes on the more safer scenes, but when he's jumping and going down the stairs on the bike, I mean I, I just think it's awesome. Shout out to the the stunt guys. That did this, but Ice T did say he goes, yeah, man, majority of all that was me. So he goes, there was a couple things where I, I didn't do. He goes, but all the shots, close shots were him, and even the stuff of him running and jumping down the stairs. He said a lot of that was him too. Before, uh, I don't know how many takes it took them to do it, but it, it it was a multiple day shoot. So, but he did say he goes, the stunt man did come in and take over. He goes, but. Those first few shots of them doing this, he goes, yeah, he goes, I, I did it all. So, I mean, and this is still just a, an awesome opening chase. And if it would have turned into a car chase, we've seen that before. Yeah, exactly. Which it's so much better this way. I'm glad that they had to change it. <laughs> well, they said they didn't have no money to do it. I yeah. Mean, Another is, thing that they said they had to change, and it's funny, the um, Nino Turkey giveaway scene when Chris Rock is in full attic mode, um, that was supposed to be inside. 
and they lost the place they were supposed to shoot. So Mario is just like, let's just do it on the street. Let's just do it outside. Let's just do it. So it and it works. That works too. <laughs> I thought it was better in the street. I mean, yeah. He was a he's a street hustler, of course, but he was trying to help the well, kind of trying to help the community. I mean, I guess he did. I mean, he was he was feeding everybody and everything, but kinda. But he he was doing <laughs> he was doing his dirty. Basically, took over that whole um, the Carter, that whole building, which is still standing, which, I believe. <laughs> and that it, actually, and even looking at it, because uh, in the behind the scenes, more of people just goes there in like whatever two thousand four, whenever they 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 did the behind the scenes, and. Um, that place is like way too nice. Like that couldn't have gotten taken over. I don't think gentrification. It did it, it got, to, it got taken over. <laughs> no, it, I that mean, place is like way too nice. I, I don't know how it was back then. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it wasn't even like that. It was just, hey, this is a cool building, let's use it. Um, but yeah, this was pretty much the beginning of the film, was that that chase with um uh, Nino, not Nino, with uh, Scotty and uh, Pookie, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, man, in the very beginning, when uh, they dropped that guy off the <laughs> off the roof, but in in the beginning of this, I believe it was 1985. I think it said in the very beginning, um, Nino was just hustling uh, like coke and stuff like that, probably weed or whatever. He was a small time hustler at that time. But poor um, G Money, he was the one that brought the idea to to Nino that there was this new drug coming out at the time in the eighties, mid eighties, which was crack. But everyone just thought well, they were just calling it base rock and stuff like that. There was all kinds of street names for it. Um, I've seen it in like up close and everything just to see what it was. I never did any of that stupid shit because I seen what it did to people. Uh, people in the park, people in the street, friends of mine, friends, families, uh, yeah. some of my family. I mean, I saw what it did to Not them. Not to mess with, yeah. Yeah, see, I mean, Addictive for me, for a reason. <laughs> what scared me with all these drugs, yeah, I smoked weed, yeah, I drank beer and everything. But with drugs, pills, acid, anything you sniffed, coke, crank, whatever, I don't know, it's all different. But when that when the crack came out, yeah, it it's crazy. I was like, no, none of none of that looked fun to me. No, I I would see these people that look just looked crazy. Not like this shit now, because a buddy of mine said, yeah, he came back from uh, Philly and he wanted to go down that street, that Zombie Land street, wherever, and he said it was wild down there. I was like, ooh, I mean, I, the videos scare me enough. I don't know if I could go down that street. And those guys that filmed yeah. those videos, it's bad enough going to San Francisco and walking through um, one of the uh, the downtown tunnels in the BART station right. Right. and just seeing all these people in there just shooting up yeah, Her- yeah. heroin and everything. And I'm just like, nah, because yeah. one of my friends said she walked through there and she was she was trying to get home. She was doing uh, some makeup uh, stuff for this um play over there and then she was going home said she would have drove but there's like nowhere to park when you go downtown so she jumped on the train but she said that train she didn't know that was down there when she got down there and saw all those people there she was just like what the fuck is happening here and that's what this movie turns into eventually once 
they so they realize that crack is the way and they kind of did some tests on it this is just them talking about it and then that's when nino was like look we this is what we're gonna do because he brought it to the table uh with the rest of his crew uh g money was the one that brought it to nino and nino was like all right we're gonna do something with this because he he goes look he goes all right i'll take it but let me see so he did some some investigating on what it is and everything and then the demand for it it was very addicting um and he's like all right this is how we're gonna make make money so they said this is what we're gonna do and turn their little nickel and dime hustle into a multi-million dollar um drug ring and he, they were also dealing with other crews uh within the city as well as um the mob because uh, they kind of got into it that to me was a little unbelievable <laughs> like, yeah. you're gonna go after and kill mobsters can't do that yeah i don't think so <laughs> but that's me and again my knowledge is all the mob mafia movies that i watched because there's so many families and in, in, involved especially in new york oh yeah five families I figured <laughs> not these little CMB gangster guys could take on them. No. <laughs> so, but they, they Especially ended up when they're connected, things Those out. families like are like connected. That's what made them so powerful, you know, like huge crews, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't buy it in this movie, but and it, right. it moved the story along. So they were like, kind of like, all right, we need something better. I mean, I don't where I don't know where their crew house, their clubhouse was, but then they said, you know, we're, we're going to take over uh, the Carter apartment complex, and how they did that is they just stormed in there and just took over. It looks like they kicked out a lot of people. They did. They ran them out. But then there was still some people still there. So I don't know. Maybe they just kicked out everyone that was on the floors that they needed. Right. Probably the the higher floors and everything. And then there was some basement. Cause then, so that's what they did. And th- that's how their, their empire began. So what they were doing is, um, Mario Van Peebles, who was detective stone. He knew that this epidemic was going down and they needed to take, try to take their city back and stop all the, the drugs and crime of New York city. So his idea when he was taking it to the police chief and everything, they're like, well, then, all right, you, you guys need to get it done. He goes, all right, well, I can't do this alone. I can't do this. Uh, I need to get some guys to go undercover to help help me stop this. He goes, we needed some New Jack cops to take out a New Jack gangster. That's right. So you that's, know what's interesting, too? Um, like 10 to 15 years later, The Wire comes along and the wire is actually very much like New Jack City. <laughs> was that the? One? I think I only watched the first season. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Like season two was a little rough, and that's where you fell off. But season three is my favorite. Uh, everybody else's favorite. Season four. So, and like I said, each season has like a different theme. The first one is the cops. The second is the docs. The third is the streets, my favorite. The fourth is the educational system. And the fifth is the media. So each season of The Wire has like a different flavor of theme. But yeah. 
Okay, I think it was the Docs one that I kind of. That's the Docs is like it's funny because that's a love or hate one, and I'm not a fan of it. But like, there's a lot of people that actually love the Docs season, but that's not my favorite at all. I like they bounce back in a big way, in my opinion, in season three with the streets. I I was I, I started watching it. I was just gonna get. Th- I should have been watch. I probably would have been done. If I watched those uh, when I was hurt, but I just completely. Oh yeah, I should have. I completely. Oh, I forgot so about good. that. I got forgot about the wire and uh, True Detective. Right. So uh, I'm gonna. I finished the first season of True Detective. I first finished first season of the Wire. I'm gonna eventually gonna go back because I need something yeah. to watch. I just finished. You're, you'll love the Wire. Like I know, I agree. I didn't love season two either, but. It gets hella good, hella good. Hella I finished the uh, <laughs> Mayans MC, and uh, I'll talk about it on the regular show. But anyway, as so, much as you love New Jack City, you'll you'll, you'll love the Wire. You'll love the Wire. I thought the, the, the first season, New Jack City. first season, season was good, and then I yeah. just kind of fell off. <laughs> so, yeah. But, but yeah, once they took over that apartment, and then uh, Scott, not Scotty, um, Stone was like, all right, now I need to find some uh, cops. He ended up getting um, uh, Nick Peretti, Judd Nelson. Uh, what's, what was his name in uh, Breakfast Club? John Bender. <laughs> I liked it. What was that? Oh, uh, Dogma with Jay and Silent Bob. Yep. And he goes, he goes, yeah, there's this place called Shermer, Illinois, where all the chicks are, are top shelf and all the guys <laughs> are whining pussies. And then that's when... <laughs> Silent Bob. Silent, Silent, Silent Bob stuck his finger up and he went, except for Judd Nelson. He was fucking harsh. <laughs> he <laughs> was, man. John Bender was hella fresh. Speaking of, okay, let me ask you a question. Renee asked me this talking about John Bender and Judd Nelson. Uh, if you guys have HBO Max, I think it was on there. Anyway, um, is The Breakfast Club a Valentine's movie? This is just what Renee asked me. Uh, I never would have thought it that way, but I guess I, I, I get it. Like, it's got like a young romance to it, I guess. It's not a, it happened in March. It, it's not a Valentine's Day, day. It's after Valentine's Day. Well, if you want to just classify it as like a, you know, young romance. No, Val, Val, Valentine's Day movies are the ones that happen around Valentine's Day, not a month after. It's not a Valentine's movie, in my opinion, everyone. <laughs> I don't know who's running HBO Max. They need me there. But uh, anyway, <laughs> awesome film. If you guys haven't seen The Breakfast Club, it's streaming on um, uh, Max, I believe. My favorite Jed Nelson film. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, uh, Stone gets them. All right, he brings uh, Nick Peretti to, um, uh, what the hell is his name? <laughs> Scotty's uh, apartment. A nice a loft-looking apartment somewhere in, in New York. And uh, this part, I st- even to this day watching this scene, I'm like, no. But anyway, <laughs> so he's telling us, like, look, man. He goes, yeah, you guys, you guys, he, you got he stone ass Scotty. He knows who Nino Brown is. He's like, yeah, I know him. And just some fake wannabe gangster from around the way. So he goes, all right. He goes, I want you two to go undercover to try to bring help me bring this guy down. And then uh, Nick and uh, Scotty kind of get into it a little bit. But the scene that bugged me, I mean, the part that bugged me about this scene was when uh, Nick is kind of just there looking around, and then all of a sudden he pulls out his gun and starts shooting it in the apartment. 
I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I remember there was a brick wall or something, whatever the target he was shooting at. I said, but that would not fly. I don't care if you're cops. Anyway, (laughs) so, but yeah, so this, okay, it's years after uh, they took over the uh the car the, um, the carter apartment building um nino is already on the come up and he, he's he's just getting bigger he's well known he had to kill off some rival crews that's when they kill um that uh rasta guy i don't know where they were what, what park they were at but they ended up killing keisha shot him um they weren't dealing with the uh the mob yet um so they, they were just kind of taking out the local crews and everything. Because they had an idea. Because when, when when Nino said, look, this is where we're going to take over. And he was saying, all right, this is where I'm going to put all my lookouts and everything. And they were just, while he was talking about this, they were showing. No, 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 that's later on. But um, they, he, they had the layout on what they were going to do. So that's when they just charged in there and just started killing fools and kicking a lot of people out of there. But it seems like everyone that stuck around. It seemed like they were trapped there. I mean, I, I assume they could come and go, but it seemed like he kept a lot of people there trapped because once they uh, they didn't really get the full layout of it all until later on, because when Scotty and excuse me, um, Ready Nick, they were watching it, looking down at everything, taking pictures and finding out and everything. But this is when. Uh, Scotty sees Pookie, and Pookie is it's, it's the scene when I guess it was Thanksgiving. Uh, Nino and everyone are out there, and they're giving food, feeding everybody out in the streets. And that's when Pookie comes up and, hey man, what's up? And he's all just cracked out, got the crack lips, everything, total bum, and everything. And uh, Scotty sees him. And he's like, "Oh man, there, there's that kid." Because uh, Scotty ended up shooting Pookie when he was chasing him. Yeah, he shot him in the foot, so it kind of messed him up. And I think that started his his downfall of falling into drugs. So they he this scene it, this scene was kind of rough because it reminded me of a friend of mine because he had watched this movie with me and he was saying, "Oh man, I I feel." He said, "I felt those scenes." I'll get to it in a second because. Uh, Scotty gets him, takes him. Um, he kind of uh, there's a scene where they're in I don't know where they're in some crack house, and uh, Pookie's going off on some girl that he's hanging out with, and uh, I guess she was supposed to get some drugs or whatever, and then they kind of get into an argument of that. But then Scotty goes in there and grabs Pookie, and then when Pookie sees him, he's like, "Oh man!" He goes, "You everyone, this guy's a cop!" So he kind of like covers his mouth, like, "Shut up, bitch." And, and he kind of shuts him up that he takes him out of there and basically took him and took a, and put Pookie into a uh, recovery center because Scotty said he felt bad that uh, he kind of like me. It was my it was my it was my fault as well as getting him to this stage of Pookie's life. Uh me thinking about that right now, I don't think I would feel bad if I was a cop and I took down some drug dealer kid or whatever, and he ended up turning into drugs. But, I mean, everyone's different. It moved the story along. He felt bad for him, so he was trying to do Pookie right. And this is when they showed him in his recovery. Um, and then Scotty's trying to help him. He lets him come and stay at his house. 
there's scenes when he's just like sweating and shaky because he's got those withdrawal um stuff and a buddy of mine that was sitting there watching he was he was addicted to drugs and uh he was telling me he was like oh man he goes they did that some of the scene he goes they did pretty good there's a lot of movies yeah. out there dealing with drugs he said but yeah he goes i felt i felt i felt the way pookie felt with those sweats and the shakes and and everything and i was like man see that's why i was like do i want i, I don't want to go through that the yeah. worst the worst i've ever something like that to me was uh i had a kidney stone a few years ago and that shit hurt if you guys had one you guys know uh they gave me these pain pills um the doctor said ah, it's like borderline uh heroin or uh, oh, what, what, whatever that stuff is <laughs> because it is borderline that he goes it'll take the pain away and yes it did take the pain away but it would it knocked me out he told me he goes like when you take this man you you better be sitting down because you're gonna fall down because all that pain was so bad uh, I took those pills, and when it kicked in, I was like, whoa, and then ugh, I'd fall asleep. So mm. I was taking those pills. Um, I was supposed to take them every six hours. I mean, don't when I was doing, I did not wait the six-hour point because once that six-hour point is, when that pain kicks in, it kicks in hard, and it'll knock right. you down. <laughs> so so I was I was taking them. And then I eventually passed the stone. And I'm like, okay, good. I don't need to take these pills anymore. I'm all good. I started off one night. I was, I was just sitting there getting ready to lay down. And I just felt weird. It was like my body was just, I felt all like, I was all cringing and tightening myself up. I was like, what the mm. fuck? I didn't know what that was. I was like, what the fuck's happening? I went outside. I was doing that. It was probably nothing compared to what, Oh, uh, sure, drug sure. drug addicts go through, but for me, they right. never did any of that shit and not feeling this way. Right. It was it was bad enough, so I was like, "Oh my god, what's the matter?" So, uh, I didn't know what was the matter. I just next day I went to go see my doctor, and then he was like, "You're not taking those pills anymore." I said, "No." He went, "That's why." I said, "What?" He goes, "Your body's going through withdrawals from oh, taking geez. those taking those pain pills." Yeah. He goes, "There's nothing I can do really. He goes, you got to ride it out." It only yeah, lasted yeah. pretty much like a day and a night, which That's was good. bad enough. But I mean, yeah, but it's good it wasn't more. <laughs> yeah, I threw the rest of those things away. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this oh, is yeah, not, no doubt, no doubt. This yeah, is not going to be in my house. I don't need these. Boom, I threw them away. Yeah, Flushed them. That's scary. That's scary. But uh, yeah, man, th- but this scene, yeah, my buddy was like, oh, man, I mean, it was rough. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good scene for the film because he's going through all those withdrawals, trying to do this, and he's trying to do right. Um, Scotty's helping him exercise, and by the end of this whole uh, montage of scenes, Pookie's in his uh, his uh, recovery meeting talking about, yeah, and he looks better. Hey, man, I'm all good. Now I'll never want to see you, motherfuckers, again, and all this, and everyone's happy. But even the stories he was listening to, uh, there was one actress. It's, she's in like a lot of stuff from the '80s. Like I can't remember her name right off. She was in. Summer school, she was at People Under the Stairs. She had a small little part in The Lost Boys and a bunch of other movies. She was in House Party in the first movie. <laughs> uh, she was there During the party scene, she was one of those, like, oh, that's a, I, I cannot remember her name. But anyway, she was telling her story. She was like, yeah, I was so scandalous. I was selling uh, 
uh, her baby's diapers just to get money for for crack and everything. And I've heard those stories before, other than from friends right. and, and family and everything and that all of that. So it's just like, yeah. oh my god. I mean, and just I mean, as far as yeah, my family, yeah, man, I've have family members that they were addicted to drugs and the seeing the shit that I saw. I'm like, oh man. I mean, that's what kept me away from all of this shit. Seeing it in my own in my life. And I'm like, I don't ever want to be like that. And I never was. I mean, yeah, I drank and I smoked weed, like I said, but I never I stayed away from all of that shit because all the stuff that I saw growing up. Other than I was scared of my mom because my mom would have beat my ass for for doing anything. I've said this before on the shows. I wasn't scared about the cops or anything. I was scared about my mom. So I didn't want to disappoint her, and I didn't want the 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 discipline <laughs> the discipline that she gave out uh, when we were doing bad shit. I mean, but I don't hate my mom. I love my mom to death. A lot of the shit that I got punished for. Looking at it now, it was my fault. I did a lot of stupid shit. But I didn't do no drugs or rob and kill and, and all that stuff. So I saw enough of that in my in my younger youth, which made me not want to do any of that. So, but once he got better and he was around, because uh, even um, uh, Sky or um, no, what's his name Stone Myra Van Peebles character, he was telling him like, look, um, is your your buddy and all and everything? Because even uh, Nick Peretti was like. I don't know if you want to bring him into this because Pookie was like, you know what, man? He goes, I can do it. He goes, I, I know, I know what's going on over there. He goes, I'm, I'm the perfect guy. I can go in there undercover and help you guys find out what the layout is. And Scotty was like, all right, cool, let's do it. But yeah, some of the other people that um, Stone and Peretti were like, I don't know, man. I don't, he, he's only he's new out of recovery. I don't know if you want to put him in a room room full of crack. So he's like, all right, now nah, he's all right. So. Pookie got in to the organization. He ended up talking to G Money. They had a um, a camera they put in his belt buckle, which I don't know how they got a lot of those shots. <laughs> because uh, it, it's like sad, but also really funny, but also sad when like he relapses and he's like doing jumping jacks and like. Go like wilding out in the, the the drug room. It's like it's like it's like funny, but also like so sad. Like at the same time, because he 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 got in there. He filmed a lot of stuff, and then he went back to um, uh, Scotty's and gave them the the layout of the place, and they I, they turned it into this big huge thing. You had to have a membership card to get in to go in get your get your card beeped everything go all this way go to some place where you turn in the money through some little hole in the wall thing there was guards everywhere with 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 guns and then they were like yeah once you get your stuff you can either stay there or you can go down to the enterprise and they're like well what's that he goes it's it's a just some crack room where everyone's down there shooting and smoking up and everything. That part was kind of sad though, because they, they, the was, camera's moving around. Especially the one lady with the kid. Yeah, there's a little kid sitting there as her mom. That kid's mom is sitting there smoking crack. And I've seen that. I'm almost like, oh man, I, I just like, 
I don't know. I don't think I could ever do. I, I couldn't. And I never did any of that stupid shit in front of my kids. Uh, family members, yes. Um, but I was like, oh man. I mean, it was a rough scene, but I mean, that's how they got the layout of it all. So while this was happening, again, Pookie's fresh out of rehab, everything recovery. He's starting to get that urge again. There was a few scenes where he's he stole some. He like yeah, and he was like sweating, like looking at it, you know, like yeah, he's yeah. he's putting the little crack rocks in the in the things and bagging them up. They put him in trouble. Well, first he was just kind of like a lookout, and then he goes, "I want to work in one of these rooms." So they ended up putting him in in one of the drugstores, is what they called it. So he was kind of uh, in there. Uh, just kind of overseeing the, the, the work done because there's a lot of people in there, all the women in there were pretty much naked and there, everyone was in there naked so they couldn't steal anything, but he was fully clothed. But while he was bagging things, he was like, um, fixing stuff. And then he would grab one and put it in his mouth. And then there's a scene when he's at Scotty's and he's got his pipe and his, his little burner about to do it, but he just doesn't do it. And he just starts crying and everything. But the temptation got to him. It got too hard for him because he he ended up uh, finally just saying, fuck it, and started smoking again. So he's in there one day, and he's just being all crazy and everything. <laughs> Doing, and, like, jumping jacks. Yeah, he has, Woo! A, he Woo! Has, he has that girl. You got, you got skim milk in them titties or what? <laughs> So they're all they're all watching. Uh, Scotty and the rest of the police force are all watching. They should have came in right then. And I think doesn't like Judd Nelson say like something's wrong with your boy. Like we got to get in there. Like yeah, he's like should have at that point. It was so obvious. He was like, "There's something <laughs> wrong with him." And then they, Scotty's like, "No, nah, no, nah, man, everything's all right. Everything's all right." And then we finally <laughs> see it. Uh, G Money comes in. He's like, "Hey, man, what's the matter with you?" And he goes, "Oh, man, I'm just trying <laughs> to bring up morale." And he's like, "What's the matter with you?" <laughs> Are you high? And he's like, nah. So they kind of grab him and then they search him and then he's he's got a wire on and they find out that that camera is in his belt buckle. So they throw it on the ground and Pookie's like, Scotty, get up in here. They're going to kill me. And then they step on the camera. So they all the cops start rushing in. Uh, Nino isn't there. So they basically had to shut down the whole operation and they had a plan to, to do it. To all right, if something never happens, this is what you got to do. They ended up taking all the hard drives and everything out of the computers and just basically firebombed the whole place. So they they all got out of there. Uh, the cops start charging in and just start gunning down uh, all the bad guys that they can find and everything. And they're, they're searching around. Scotty's looking for uh, Pookie. He ends up going in the basement and then he finds Pookie. Pookie's kind of tied up to this chair with his throat slit. So they're like, oh, man. So they, they got out of there and everything. The whole Carter with the whole operation was done for. Um, Bomb diffusal scene. Oh, wait, wait. I'm trying to think. Was. Uh, was G money like smoking yet before? Oh, he was. He was. He 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 was because. um. Uh, well, there was a there was some scenes everything before with um with Nino being at his house and 
G Money's girlfriend getting all nasty and trying to get on uh, Nino and this and that. And uh, Nino's girlfriend, what the hell was her name? Uh, Selena Thomas, I believe. Well, that was her character in the movie. Um, she is like, she's she's uh, Nino's girl and everything. And then they're just kind of just a lot of stuff like that. So it turns into uh, girls messing up a friendship. So. But um, Wesley, I mean, Nino's always kind of like, yeah, am I my brother's keeper and all that? And this is all mine. He's kind of trying to do the Scarface thing. There's a scene where he is watching, watching Scarface. And he's like, the world is mine. He's all that, basically. And G-Money's, hey, man, don't forget us. You didn't do this by yourself. But Nino's is pretty much, I'm, I'm taking all the credit for anything. So G-Money is starting to see what's going on with Nino. I mean, it's just uh, the power and the money and everything is uh getting his head so g money is starting to get um uh kind of getting jealous so he's kind of like all right i'm i'm gonna do i want to do some stuff too so he kind of starts uh doing some stuff he gets um uh or uh scotty still undercover he kind of goes into and gets into g money because uh, they, they were, of course, when we were talking about the mob, they were the uh, the mob. They sent one of their guys over to Nino's place and telling them, like, "Look, man, he goes, we're here. You guys are doing business, and this is our town too. You can't do that if you can try to step into our territory." But Nino's like, "Then fuck that. We're gonna we're gonna kill all of them and take over their their turf." So, and that's it turned into a turf war as well because that's what they did. Um, they went and shot up and killed some. Uh, made men see right then and there they would have died <laughs> yeah no doubt no doubt, I was like, no you, doubt. you can't kill made men and just get right. away with it nope <laughs> um, but <laughs> my knowledge is for movies everyone <laughs> so, no but, and that's for real too like even just knowing the documentaries the real new york city the the, the five families of new york that was like a real thing and like <laughs> yeah you don't you can't escape that you know yeah so um so yeah he was he was getting big and everything and, and just taking over and so yeah um the g money brought in uh scotty i don't remember if they ever said his name he um oh no no scotty was uh he wasn't the, the um uh nick uh judd nelson's character he was supposed to be some uh italian drug boss or whatever and scotty was his his uh trigger like man second hand man kind of yeah. like you don't talk to him you talk to me bust that <laughs> <laughs> so, well yo yo homeboy if you want to talk to him you gotta talk to me so bust that anyway so g money's like all right and he goes look and he goes because i am gonna be the next uh godfather to new york so or kingpin or whatever he said so they were kind of just hanging out with each other. So Scotty was kind of getting into G Money's hanging out with him and everything. And then when he finally tried to in, when he tried to introduce uh Scotty to uh Nino, they're playing like basketball in the park. And uh G Money and Nino are playing one on one. And then here comes Scotty kind of just strutting up and everything, and then all his Keisha, Dedaman, all those guys just kind of grab him. And they're like, oh, G's like, hey man, he's 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 with me, he's all right, it's all right. And then Nino gets mad and just like throws the best basketball <laughs> at G Money, and he's like, man, pat him down. And he goes, hey, <laughs> and, and Scotty's like, yo man, what's up with this? And he goes, what's up with it? He goes, I don't know you. 
So he kind of, all right. So he kind of got to know him and everything. And then we eventually, uh, Scotty's hanging out with Nino and everything, doing the things. Uh, they had a conversation up on, on top of a building talking about back in the day, he used to run with this one crew. Uh, but his way to get into it was to, uh, he had to kill someone. Uh, he goes, yeah, I just, he goes, I just had to kill some random person. So he said he just got a bag of that dust, smoked that up, got a gun, just drove around, found someone, and just shot some lady. Question, um, was that Scotty's mom? Because Scotty yeah. said that, yeah, my, yeah somebody shot is. my mom. Okay, that's yeah. what I got. Yeah, and so. whatever, like, you're kind of supposed to get it there at that point, but he confirms it. In the end, when he's got him on the ground, uh, I want to shoot you so bad. <laughs> My dick's hard. <laughs> but yeah, so like, and that makes sense. Like he wouldn't want he wouldn't want to shoot him so bad if he was just some drug dealer. But like he killed his mom. Like that's what you know. That makes so much more sense. Why he's like. He wants to get him so bad, you know. He killed his mom, and he's a cop, so he's gotta gotta do it the legal way to bring him right. down. So while Nino or Scotty's kind of in there and everything, he starts to. Uh, there's other things happening, but we're kind of just trying to rush through as fast as we can. But he's he gets in there with them. Uh, there's a scene when they're at a wedding. Um, I don't know. Somebody Whoa, was getting. Um, Real quick, Keith Sweat is singing at that wedding, and we kind of glossed over it uh, earlier in the film. Guy is performing in the club. Uh, Flavor Flav, Flav, Flav was there. there. <laughs> yeah, Levert, uh, Troop. They're all like. It, it was like and, it was at some yeah. nightclub party because that's where Nino had uh, one of his offices because they were by this time he was already. Um, multi-millionaire uh, in, in the in the crack game so he was they were just kind of hanging out there because that's when that guy showed up that uh that italian guy he's he's like an italian in all kinds of movies i remember him in a uh, beer league if you guys have seen that movie anyways because he shows up and everything and he was gonna give or he had a, a present for um for nino he gave it to him and when they opened it it was uh some like a jockey or something with a rope around his neck and uh, that guy was like, to the Mulian in charge. Best of love to your babe. And that's when they fucking he just slammed him on the on the ground and cut his ponytail off. That's when they were saying that when they went after the the mob bosses and, and gunned them up. Because that scene was pretty rough, man. It's just those guys sitting out in front of some little cafe. They come riding up on a bike, on a motorcycle, two uh, doubles on a bike. One of them backwards with a little Uzi or a Mac-10 or something and just just guns up those Italian dudes that are sitting there. So while all that's happening, yeah. That whole scene, yeah, that was when Guy and uh, what's his name? Fat Five Freddy was there. Yep. He was uh, hyping everyone up. And that's when we see Guy uh, rocking. I like that party because everybody was in there dancing. Even the bartender was dancing. And the stage was like right above the bartender. <laughs> so I thought that whatever this club was was pretty cool. So, but yeah. Uh, so they're already on the come up. There's a big uh, wedding at Nino's house. Um, the mob strike back at them. Uh, Keisha gets killed. Uh, I'm not sure if any of the wedding, wedding, the groom, bride or groom got hit, but some other people got killed. They they shot some of the 
the assassins, they killed them and they kind of just told them, look, this is, this is what's happening. I don't, oh, that, I don't, did they take down the Carter yet? I don't, I'm not sure if they took the Carter down yet. Cause it was later on when. I don't uh, think so, but I might be getting mixed up in the timeline too, even though I just like watched this a couple times, but, um, at the wedding, um, uh, is, when also uh, Wesley picks up that little girl. And I've seen so many things. I've heard like two or three different pods talking about this movie, like saying like Wesley or Nino picking up the kid and using her as the human shield is like one of the most villainous things in history. And like what qualifies Nino Brown as like an all-time movie villain. (laughs) Yeah, the 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 fall of the Carter already happened, right? Um, oh, because there's a scene. I, I'm reading this right here. After P- Pookie's funeral, Appleton and Peretti no longer need needed by Stone because they kind of shut the whole operation down after the after the whole debacle at the at the Carter. Stone goes undercover as drug dealers after bidding with Frankie. That was the uh, Italian guy. Appleton infiltrates the CMB uh, party due to G-Money's increase in ambition and drug use. Yeah, because G-Money was, he was sucking that glass dick, Nino's words. Uh, so that's when he, that's how he got into the whole thing. But um, when did the Dunham man get killed? Because Keisha got killed at the wedding. She yeah. got blasted there because she was she just which stood was up, a cool way to go out too. She went out like it was like an epic like takedown. <laughs> yeah, because after after all that, Keisha got killed and uh, Selena Nino's girl. She's going off. Ah, people died, and he got all mad and just basically disrespected her, threw her on the table, and just dumped whatever he was drinking on her. So. Says Stone, Appleton, and Peretti arrange a sting operation to nab Nino Kareem. Uh, Nino Kareem, aware of Appleton and Pookie's connection. Okay, this is when they find out. All right, so Carter's gone. Uh, some of the people are dead. Keisha's dead. Um, uh, G Money is just all cracked out, but still trying to maintain to keep the operation going. Um. The whole time while uh, Scotty was trying to get in good with G-Money and Nino, um, he did kind of. He could, they were able to, like, trust him. But he, he Scotty was actually there to help uh, do a drug deal or, like, a, a hookup between uh, Judd Nelson's character, which was supposedly supposed to be a drug boss, and Scotty was his, his uh, trigger man, his second man. So they got, all right, man, we're doing it. This is how we're, we're going to do some, uh, it was a sting operation. Now, all right, um, Nino and all his crew were there. Uh, Scotty showed up with the money and everything to uh, buy some uh, drugs and everything. They were in some warehouse somewhere. So when Scotty was like, hey, man, all right, here it is. And then they uh, they searched Scotty and then he's kind of like, hey man what's up man I thought we were boys he goes nah man he goes this is business he goes all right so they check him so when he goes here here's all the money for you so he kneels down to open up the suitcase uh to show him the money um uh, what's his name uh what's Christopher Williams's name uh Kareem Kareem Akbar 
he's looking down because earlier in the film, the beginning of the film, when Scotty shot Pookie, he was uh, there. Yeah. yeah, he was there. He saw Scotty because after he shot Pookie, Pookie's laying there and he's like on the ground with him. Everyone's rushing over because the money spilled all over the floor and everyone's ah, just trying to grab money. And Scotty's like, he's back. I'm a cop. And he's pointing his gun around, kneeling down. So while Scotty is kneeling down to open up this briefcase to show Nino he's got the money. Uh, earlier in the film, like we said, Kareem was like, he told Keisha, he goes, he goes, I know that guy from somewhere, but he just couldn't remember. But when he's looking down at that drug deal at the end, he's seeing Scotty kneel down. Then he has that flashback. And he's like, yo, I knew I knew him, man. He's a cop. And everybody, ah. And then G-Money's like, what the fuck? And then next thing you know, all the cops come rushing in. There's a big shootout. Uh, Dutta Man gets killed. <laughs> uh, Radio Raheem, he gets blasted. And they just, everybody's just like, ah. All hell broke loose in there. So they find out uh, Scotty's cover is blown. They know he's a cop. Uh I assume hours later we see um, G Money and Nino on top of a building or on top of some apartment somewhere talking, and he's like, "My man," he goes, "We just," he goes, "I don't know, man. Everything is just all messed up and everything." And Nino's like, "He goes, you know why?" And he goes, "Cause you're sucking on this glass dick," and he took the pipe out of his hand and and threw it, and then he goes, "Look, man," he goes, "Look," I, he goes, "I'm on the run." He goes, I, I got to get out of here and everything. And he starts going off. And then G, uh, G Money's just like, you know what, man? He goes, this is your fault, too. If you would have been taking care of business. And uh, he was like, what? And then Nino just kind of started yelling at him. And he's like, what are you talking about, man? He goes, you you fucked this all up, too. And then uh, G Money was like, yeah, you're taking away my, my dignity and my girl. And Nino's like, what? He goes, you're mad about that hey, over some chick. His words, fuck that whole bitch. He goes, he goes, fuck her. He's going off. And that's what he grabbed. He goes, you're too busy sucking on this glass dick. And then G, he, he pulls out his gun and points it at G Money. And he's telling him, like, well, first they're hugging. And he's like, I'm on the run, G. And then he starts crying. Awesome actor Wesley Snipes is. I don't think I could just cry on demand. <laughs> so, uh, and big, huge tears too. So he kind of just pushes them away, and he's pointing the gun at him. And G Money's standing, and he goes, "Hey man," he goes, "He goes, we did this together, you and me." And he goes, "He goes, we're all each other got." And then G Money's on his knees, "Am I my brother's keeper?" And Nino's just pointing the gun, crying, and he goes, "Yes, I am." And just kills g money so he's on the run every nobody knows where he is uh scotty and the rest of the gang they're all out on the streets trying to find nino um he's a nino's talk or uh scotty's talking to these kids hey man what's up man what's up they're talking about what's up man where's where's nino at and all this things yo man he goes, I don't know, man. He's around here. And then one of them goes, man, he goes, yeah, I ain't telling you nothing, man. Yo, this is 5-0. And everyone starts running. But they grab one of the guys. And then they get points a gun at him. And like, look, man, I'll tell you what you want. He goes, yeah, he's upstairs on whatever whatever floor. And he goes, he goes, yeah, man, he, he I guess he hurt one of his boys. He's like, yeah, man, he did something. I can't remember what he said. He did something to one of his boys and can't walk or something like that. 
So he's like, man, go up there, get him. I hope you kill that motherfucker. So they're like, all right. So they know where Nino is. So they go in there and they kind of just bust into that apartment. Who was he with? Just some. Was he with that G Money's girl or was he just with some random? Okay. (laughs) They kick it apart and they go in there and end up and um, they had this big fight in the apartment. Then it spills out into the hallways and that out onto the to the um, the fire escape. And then uh, I like this part because I fucking they're both fighting and uh, Scotty Ice T just beating the hell out of Nino, and then they fall out onto the fire escape, and uh, uh, Peretti Judd Nelson is like he's down on the on the floor on the street, yeah, throw him to me, throw him right here. <laughs> so and everybody's ah hooting and hollering, and then he kind of did he throw him off the or did he fall off? I can't remember. Off the balcony, or not the balcony, off the fire escape. I think he threw him off, if I'm remembering right. (laughs) And he just fell off it too. He just fell. (laughs) He fell onto the trash. I remember that. Um, So because he's he's um, let me see. I'm 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 about to watch this scene, everyone. Okay, right here. Yeah, he's beating the hell out of him. He knocks him. And he falls off the fire escape onto the the garbage, and then he's just he's all beating them up, yeah. Because then that's when um, Ice T goes. He goes, "That that woman you killed, that was my mother." And Nino's just beat to hell, so he's just beating the hell out of him like that. And this is when he pulls the gun on him, and he's pointing it in his face, and he's like, "I want to shoot you so bad, my dick's hard." <laughs> Which. Uh, yeah, I get it, but it, uh, I don't know how much that when that line holds up. <laughs> Not a cool line, really. <laughs> I mean, but I, I get, I get it. I mean, he killed yeah. his mom. I mean, I don't know how everyone else is, but yeah, but he's a cop. Plus, there's a billion witnesses because they're all on the street. <laughs> yeah, and Judd Nelson tells him, like, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah, I yeah. mean. Because all everybody the, here, um, Stone shows up. Uh, Nino's ex girlfriend, she's there. I don't know why she was there, but she just showed up, and she's like, "I'll testify. I'll tell you everything." And they're like, "Come on, man, it's not worth it. It's not worth it." So they're like, "All right." So Scotty or um, Nick, he kind of leans in and just takes the gun out of uh, Scotty's hand. So he's just telling, like, "Nah, man, just." It ain't worth it. But, okay, he says, don't throw your life away on this piece of shit. So he's yeah, like, all right. right. So Nino's just beat to hell. Blood coming out of his mouth, his eyes, everything. And then I see just whoosh, clocks him one more time. <laughs> so, all right. So he's screaming, I'll be out in a week. Yeah. So uh, the next scene, I don't know how long after this is. Must be later because uh, Nino looks all fine. He, he's all fixed up and his, his face ain't fat lib or nothing. But they're in court and they're and they're just doing his his trial and everything. But he kind of turns it on him. But I get what he's saying, and I I don't agree with what he did, being a drug dealer and everything. But he was telling him he was straight up. He goes, "This is 
this is bigger than me. He was like, he goes, there's no, they don't make drugs or guns in Harlem. And he goes, there's the, um, the drugs, the, the stuff to make them. They said, they don't grow. I don't know. He's talking about poppy fields. There's no poppy fields in Harlem. Uh, and he's like, this is, this is bigger than Nino Brown. And I get it. I mean, I know there's a lot of gun laws and everything, and, and I'm for them. But if you want a gun bad enough, especially guys in the streets, you're going to get them. There's plenty of incidences of people just selling guns on the street. I mean, you can get guns wherever. I mean, there's movies, documentaries, everything. I mean, the police are corrupt as well. Government's corrupt. Um, shit they were doing. They, they had that one movie, The Lord of War, with the Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage. And now he was getting guns. Uh, military guns and is selling them to all kinds of people, black market guns. And what's his name? Oliver North went down for selling guns and everything. I don't think he, he was the fall guy. I, I don't care. <laughs> he was the fall guy. They needed someone to take the fall. He fell for it because we never heard from him again. Um, but I mean, there's a lot going on in that, but he was saying what he was saying was made was true. He was like, look, man, he goes, this is bigger than me. There's, Moral stuff that's going on in this. And yeah, that's, and that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> that's when he turned on uh, Christopher Williams, Kareem Akbar. He was, he's the uh, the real leader of the CMB because uh, was he? He was a lawyer, wasn't he? Yeah, which I mean, yeah, he was important, but not really. He wasn't no, he in no way was the leader. It was just like. Yeah, he and doesn't he say like 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 I'm going down like everybody's going down or something. So he was like he was like if I'm going down, I'm taking everybody with me. Yeah. So they kind of had to stop the trial because of some of the stuff that he he was saying, like oh man, we got to regroup uh, with all this. But he was getting ready to rat out more people. So uh, I don't know if he was to go into jail. But they have killed him in there. I don't know. <laughs> but because they were kind of unsure on what to do. Because once he started saying, uh, Nino was saying all kinds of crazy things. And then that's when they had the council had to go up. And Scotty and um, Stone were like, he's like, what's going on? What's going on? He's like, I don't know. And I think they were talking about a mistrial or everything because of what uh, Nino was going to tell them. So they didn't. He should have went down for more, but I think, okay, let me see. All right. I guess since he did it, he's doing a deal with them. They were going to give him his sentence would have been three years to life, which is nothing for out of all the people that were murdered, all the stuff that he had done, uh, everything. I'm not sure the list went longer, but they were like, Ice-T was like, what, three years? And he goes, man, I should have killed you when I had the chance, bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, I mean, Wesley was no joke, man, because when he's walking out and they're interviewing him, and he's like, yeah, man. He he was like, uh, what did he say? Something about, uh, I love the, the court systems or whatever, and uh, I'm 
proud to be an American. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's plenty of incidences where criminals use the law to to get out of us to get a smaller sentence and everything it's it's not just in movies it's in real life too it it happens i mean the it sucks that it happens but there's just some smart criminals out there and if you got the money to pay for the lawyers and everything they they try to find holes in, in everything um Nobody likes it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I think once you, um, not admit, but once you pretty much know that this person did something bad, I mean, all right, I'm gonna take this guy for example. He wasn't a drug dealer or anything, but he murdered someone. Skateboarder. Uh, if you guys want to see an awesome documentary, check out Stoked: uh, The Rise and Fall of uh, Gator, uh, Mark Gator Rogowski. He killed uh, a woman. Cold blood killed her, raped her, everything killed her, stuffed her in a snowboard bag and threw her out in the desert somewhere. I guess he's eligible for, for parole. Um, I don't know if it's this year or next year. I can't remember. I was watching a little documentary on him. That motherfucker needs to stay in prison for the rest of his life. Uh, I know they just don't do the death penalty in every state. I think he's in California too. But stuff like that, man, when they know you did it, you admitted it and everything, stay in prison forever. But I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get out or not, but I know there's there's a lot of people that are mad. Did I look up to him as a skateboarder? Yes, I did. But I hate what he did. And it, it was just bullshit and everything. But what he did here, man, he, he used the court system to get a, a lesser... Uh, sentence. I mean, he was going to jail regardless, but he should. He was. Everyone would want him locked up forever. And there's many criminals out there that have went to jail for whatever, did the time, and got out. But they were the ones that should have been in jail forever. So I mean, this this movie's it, it's it's up and down with the truth and everything. So yeah, and like I said before, it's parts of it actually do feel quite comic booky but there's also other parts that are like seem completely real and it's like it actually walks that perfect line between the two of like being comic booky and really entertaining but like really with the truth you know <laughs> yeah Cause right here he he comes out. They were like, "You got you got any comments?" He said, "Yeah, I love the 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 justice system of America. Proud to be an American." <laughs> and he looks at the camera. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Damn." <laughs> but then, um, what's his name? Um, what's that actor's name? Um, Bill Cobbs. He just listed as old man. He kind of got into it with Nino before, earlier in the film. Yeah, he almost took him out, whatever, and uh, Ice-T stopped him there, but. Yeah, what's her name? Uh, Keisha. (laughs) Back off, Grandpa. I I loved her character, but some of the lines she said were stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it because she was so hardcore and didn't care. It was just the lines that, the lines they gave her were stupid. (laughs) 
I was watching something and they were talking to her. She goes, I love that scene. Everybody loves me in that movie. But yeah, the the dialogue I had to do was uh, <laughs> so because yeah, this old guy comes out yelling. He's like, yeah, he goes, your presence is needed in hell. And it's all slow motion. He slowly pulls out a gun, and boom, blast Nino in the chest. And then he goes falling forward down this stairwell. I don't know how many floors up they were, but he falls, and boom, he's dead at the bottom. So the cops grab the old man. Uh, Scotty just kind of looks. I love Peretti. Judd Nelson, he's just got a big smile on his face. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much the end of your film right there. So Nino's man. dead. Um, and you get just, the little, like, uh, you get the little uh, scroll where it talks about, like, although this is, like, a fictional story, there's Nino Browns in, like, every neighborhood and every city you know and like if we want to you know save our country you know we gotta we gotta do something <laughs> yes yeah, although this is a fictional story there are nino browns in every major city in america if we don't confront the problem uh realistically without empty slogans and promises then drugs will continue to destroy our country yeah, this movie was 91 and it's 2024 and yeah drugs and everything i mean it's hard to say really too much has changed <laughs> um in mean, whatever it's interesting like we we talk about the wire and how the wires new jack city like it the wire perfectly shows like like the like cycles of it almost like where it's like you can take down like a Nino Brown, but like there's going to be somebody that like fills that that void, that power. Any, vacuum. any, any. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think. My opinion, you guys may not agree agree with me. I don't think any of this can be stopped. I always talk about things about the, there's if money's involved, it's it. No, it's not. I mean, it's it's a business. It's a dangerous, a dangerous business, but. Drugs, drugs, guns, alcohol, anything. It's, it's, it's always going to be there. It's, it's hard. It's, it's a shit thing to say, but I mean, it hasn't really, it's changed in a good way and a bad way. And then sometimes in a worst way, we're talking about that zombie land place in Philadelphia. I'm sure it's not just that street there, man. It's all over the country. Yeah. And I mean, even here. Like, you know, rather small town, but like it happens here. Like, I'm, I wouldn't say like every day, but like one day I, I usually park toward the, the far end of the parking lot. But like I was pulling and it was like five in the morning and I'm like trying to pull into my spot. And there was literally somebody that looked like 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 a like a zombie, like a runner from The Last of Us was like like standing there, but like hunched over like hanging over like it looked like a zombie standing in my spot i couldn't just park where i normally park <laughs> it's it like, like crack is crack is still there but there's other drugs yeah that, now it's all the synthetics all, all the that created what, stuff yeah everything is is different now i mean it's drug drugs are bad period um but 
It's, it seems like it, like I said, it, it goes up and down. It could be good for a minute, and the next one it's bad. I mean, all this fentanyl shit that's out there, uh, anything. I mean, meth, uh, I, just, I think it's pretty basic. I don't know what it is. I've seen it killed someone. Somebody used it so much, they died right in front of me to see something like that and to know what caused it. It, it's crazy, man, and and it's just like drugs, man. It's like like this, man. Drugs will continue to destroy our country if we don't do anything about it. But then, it's it's a business. I mean, look at if you just where it, maybe if there isn't drugs in your in your neighborhood or whatever, it could be if it's not on your street, it could be on the next street over or whatever. I mean, there, I'm sure there's drugs in your family. I hope not. It's a shit thing to say, but I mean that's reality. I mean, there's drug addicts in my family. Am I happy about it? No. But it's it, it's life. I mean, it's it's crazy on how big the drug industry is, man. These guys are making fast money, and there's people out there to do it. It's like if this person doesn't do it, like I said, there's many Nino Browns all over the country. This Nino Brown got took down, and I'm sure there was another person right behind him to take his place. It's it's oh, always yeah. gonna, it's always yeah. going to be like that. Yeah. I mean, again, like I said, it may not it may not be in your area, but it's out there, and and it's sad. I mean, there's many many movies about this type of such stuff, TV shows, documentaries, everything. It's on the news all the time, and to say that just, I mean. Are we the greatest country in the world? I would like to think so, but I, I know we're not. Everyone think, ah, oh, USA, USA, da, 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 we're the best. Da, 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 da. All right. That's my opinion, everyone. But, I mean, I've said this before, man. We're not united at all. Period. I don't think we ever will be. It's something that we all have to do. To, to try to stop it But I like It's easy to say And more harder To try To, to end it all But as, as far It may never end In my lifetime It may not end I'm sure it'll continue And everything So but Raise your Try to raise your kids right I, I did my best Everyone I did my best And I'm hoping that I'm Going to raise my grandson's to to let them know that this this is this stuff is out there and it's bad. So I don't I don't know what else to do. I mean, for me, yeah, I was told drugs and and all that were bad. But to see it firsthand in my face at a very very young age, I was like, ooh, this is not for me. <laughs> so, I mean, it's crazy, man. I mean, again, you could still see like you like you said, man, you saw this person. Yeah, uh, it, it's nuts. I mean, what these new synthetic drugs can do is crazy. I don't get. I don't get what what it does. I mean, how? I mean, it just takes the pain away for a little bit, but then it comes right back. But your body yeah. needs it, and then that's when it just it just brings your life down. Everything, everything's bad. Um, dealing with drugs and everything. And this movie, man. Uh, like I said, there's many, many movies out there like this, but this one that came out in 1991, it was it was an awesome film. It's so definitely good. definitely a rewatchable, definitely a bottom. rewind film. Everything is good about the this. music, the acting, 
everything, the way it looks. Yeah, just awesome. So good. <laughs> 1991's New Jack City, directed yeah. by Mario Van Peebles. Yeah. Is, has he been doing anything else? I well, what was interesting is, like, I keep mentioning the behind the scenes. Um, pretty sure, like I said, it was recorded around 2004. All these people, Wesley, Chris Rock, Ice-T, they're all talking about it. Um, at least to that point, they were like, it's like the best thing that like Marvel Van Peebles has done all this stuff. He's like, there's like, there's nothing more legendary than New Jack City. And that's funny because that's only like, like 15 years after it. And now here we are like, another, it's like, it's been like, what, 30 something years now? <laughs> yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. I loved him in um, Heartbreak Ridge <laughs> in that uh, Clarence Wood movie, but He's been in a in a a bunch of things. I mean, were they all good? No. <laughs> but if you want to watch a funny movie, watch Rappin'. Came out in 1985. That one's definitely hilarious. But the movie that it's goofy as hell. He's the bad guy in it. Uh, it was the second movie out of a two movie series, The Exterminator. He was the bad guy in Exterminator Two. He played X. And this is uh, the, the Canon group. When you see that Canon logo, you know shit's about to go down. And it's about to get wild. <laughs> but in the mid-80s, uh, in the 80s period, Canon was running it with all their little goofy uh, 80s movies, which I love. Um, but this one, he was he was crazy in it. He was the, the leader of this gang. And uh, it's awesome. If you guys haven't seen it, if you're a physical media collector, definitely pick up uh, Scream Factory's uh, Exterminator 2. <laughs> he looks wild in it. He's got that big-ass high-top uh, kid-and-play fade. Not not so high, but it's uh, it's it's up there and everything. But yeah. he, gave us, he gave us a lot of good movies as far as acting as well as directing. Um, he's still out there doing it. He's got some... Uh, Stuff in pre-production, something called Outlaw Posse and the Price of Freedom. One thing um, that's really weird on the Blu-ray that you sent me, um, this so-called Van Peebles parody on here. For some reason, he like threw a little like home video with his kids on it, where he like is like dressed up like like Nino Brown, and he's got like his kids playing like bodyguards. It's like really weird <laughs> like i don't know why he threw it on the the blu-ray but uh i don't know well, i guess why not you know showcase your your kids like that <laughs> yeah he's he's done a lot of stuff man he's directed a, a lot of movies uh some tv and stuff he's he's still still directing he's still acting so he directed the salt and pepper movie it came out in 2001? I didn't even know they had a movie. Did you? No, I didn't know either. But yeah, also speaking of the the Blu-ray, three music videos, you got uh, Ice-T, you got the Christopher Williams, and uh, CMV, you got the Color Me Mad video, which uh, Uh. (laughs) so funny, so funny, so much Running Man, and just 
it like I can't help like it just puts a smile on my face watching it though and like just the vibe of all this like it just makes me so happy all this uh early 90s stuff so yeah I mean I couldn't be like happier with like the new jack swing pod we did and now we're covering this movie um I got to say, too, like I just like caught out of the corner of my eye as I have the movie playing in the background. Uh, right when Nino gets shot and falls over, um, it cuts like there's a quick shot of Judd Nelson. And he like gives this like smirk, which is actually really interesting. <laughs> I like that because he didn't care. <laughs> like, yeah, he was like, that's real. He was justice. happy. Like yeah, he was happy. He, he was fine yeah. with it because they yeah. were all pissed. That's all he gets. I mean, he was still going to jail, but not as long as they want. They wanted him in there forever. But right. they, that, that's what happens. And, and like you said, man, the the justice system sometimes it. I don't know, man. It's sometimes street it, justice is the real justice. Yeah, and that's what happened here, man. That old man, he he knew he was fed up. But uh, that that goes to tell you what the times, man. There's no way you can walk in to any courthouse oh, with a gun. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is still when you could just like walk on a plane. At this yeah, point. Yeah. It's all what ten years before nine eleven. Right. So, but oh man, it's it's an awesome film, everyone. If you guys have not seen New Jack City, definitely. Uh, do yourself a favor and you can if you don't not mind the commercials it is streaming on tubi so hey there you go if you if you just end up watching tubi anyway and you didn't know this is on there definitely check it out i go One to last tubi. little note for you too that i just caught um that last scene not a new or a different helicopter shot it's the reverse of the oh, yeah. shot. If you pay attention, you can see the boats are going backwards in the water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, here's some, funny, but. here's some goofs that were in this. When Nino's home is raided, it's supposed to be in to be morning, but during one of the break uh, in shots, it's nighttime. You can you can even hear crickets. I, I, I didn't catch that one. When Nino stabs Kareem, the dagger is in Kareem's hand in one shot, but the next uh, to his hand is another. Okay. I, I, I remember seeing that. You could see two hands. Uh, when Nino and G-Money are on the roof, they hug each other. You can see tears coming down Nino's face. But after Nino pushes G-Money away and pulls out the gun, the tears are gone. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just watched that, too. I just like was paying attention. I was like looking at the tears, but I didn't notice. After they were gone. When Nino Brown kills the first cop in the second bust, we see he removes the cop's hat and puts it over the cop's face. When he killed Park, we can see Brown is wearing the same cap. Okay, I don't... All right, whatever. Uh, When Needles comes to the club on, on New Year's Eve, Nino pulls a knife and cuts off Needles' ponytail. Okay, that's the Italian guy. The ponytail comes loose an inch above the blade of the knife when Nino pulls the ponytail before he moves the blade. Huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I was watching that, but yeah, it doesn't. That's it doesn't play that bad. It's fine. 
Here's a this is a factual errors during the wedding scene. The two cops break into Nino's safe to steal computer disk. Any evidence gained directly or indirectly from these would be tossed out of court as inadmissible as a result of blatantly illegal search under the Fourth Amendment. <laughs> hey, it's a movie, man. <laughs> I don't know the law, but all right, I'll get it. <laughs> but, Revealing mistakes. Pookie is to be blinking uh, during the bomb diffusing scene, even though he's supposed to be dead. I have to pay oh, I saw that. I saw that. Okay. I saw that, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a that's a bad miss." <laughs> Says at the beginning of the movie, while coming up on the bridge, you can hear the news report, but Don Amaretto has been gunned down along with uh, the members of his crew. That does not happen until much later, later in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> way later. That's weird. Oh, crazy! All right, everyone. That's just. And some... then, yeah, like I said, at the end scene is as it backs away past the uh, the Statue of Liberty. You can clearly see the boats going backwards, so it's just being played in reverse. <laughs> All right, here's one of the trivia things on inside the actor studio in 1994. Chris Rock claimed that several years following he's, his acclaimed performance as a crack addict dealers, crack addict, uh, drug dealers would approach him to, oh, put cr- yep. to put crack and cocaine in his pocket, joking that, hey, they thought it was a documentary. It started that, although he knew people who used crack at that time, he never, he never did. And his 1997 memoir, The Rock, or Rock. Rock this had uh, he had only smoked weed twice. <laughs> All right, uh, one more. Uh, Mario Van Peebles had formed a friendship with Clint Eastwood when the, they paired to do Heartbreak Ridge in 1986. Awesome film, you guys have said. One of my favorite Clint Eastwood films. Uh, when Van Peebles took the New Jack City screenplay to Warner Brothers, the studio was interested in the material but weren't keen on having an unknown as a director and lead actor. Eastwood personally vouched for Van Peebles and told Warner Brothers to give the kid a shot. The, the success of the film launched Van Peebles' directing career. All right, good job, Mr. Eastwood. So if it wasn't for Clint Eastwood, we would have not got the awesome New Jack City that uh, we got from Mario Van Peebles. All right, one more, one more, one more. Wesley Snipes originally wanted to play Scotty Appleton. However, Mario Van Peebles and Barry Michael Cooper insisted that he play Nino Brown as part, as Good written, choice. especially for him. Yes, I he mean could've, he could have done it, but I much prefer it this way. Because, like, yeah, you could have put Ice-T as Nino, and maybe it works, but I love it this way. <laughs> it, yeah, it worked better. I think... For for a lot of people, I mean, seeing Ice T as a cop is right. what we were. We were all what? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we wouldn't have thought twice. Oh, Ice T is a drug dealer. Eh, okay. We would, of course, we you get the guy with the the cop killer song. Get this is him. Be- this is before all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, but he he was known for fuck the police and uh, not that song, but uh, being. I mean, I get it, man. It was the, where he grew up and. Stuff that he had seen. I mean, we still see corrupt cops today, everyone. Uh, when they're saying fuck the police and everything, some people are talking about all P, all cops, like that ACAB thing that I see every now and then. But it's not all cops. It's not all of them. Not all of them are bad. To say there is no bad cops, you're living in a fucking dreamland. There's bad cops out there. 
there's bad people everywhere, no matter what you do, everyone. So just that's just life. So like I said in this movie, there's plenty of Nino Browns out there. So let's uh, try not to be one of them and just stay away from drugs, boys and girls. And drink responsibly if you do uh, drink. And you must be over 21. Um, but mm-hmm. you guys know how that goes. But anyway, all right, everyone. That was New Jack City. And just to put a little, like, real-world touch on it, like, I didn't blow up and and go crazy, but uh, Warriors over Suns, Curry, game-winning three-pointer. Warriors down two. Steph hits a three to win is incredible so but yeah i was freaking out over here but keeping it professional with the pod <laughs> uh, is it i mean are they do they have a chance to go all the way or is it still too early it's there's still plenty of season left it's been a rough season but they're turning it around right now they've got some real they're stringing really good wins together we beat the 76ers we beat the pacers one of the best teams in the east we beat um Suns at full strength with uh, Booker, Beal, and Durant tonight. So that was a it's a crazy good win. It gets us back to 500. We got guys coming back. Gary Payton just came back first game. He's been out like a month at least, maybe more injured. So we're coming together. We're still like gonna probably just squeak into the play in, but I'm hoping our experience that we have can like guide us. So. It would be amazing after, like, it had been rough, but uh, they're putting it together. I think they're, like, 6-1 and one in their last little stretch here. So, feeling good after we were feeling bad. <laughs> you fucked up. You fucked up big time. You're incapable of running this shit. Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. <laughs> okay <laughs> i was waiting uh, for it to come back on so i'll do some editing everyone <laughs> i had my mic off i said all kinds of shit i don't even remember what i said what was the last thing you said i told you how the warriors were okay. oh, were doing and their chances and <laughs> uh, this is all staying in everyone i'll just cut the long uh silence part, <laughs> part out I had my mic. I was blowing my nose. So I had to. I mic'd a, or muted my mic. Oh, but yeah. It, no, I thought we lost connection. So oh, I was no. waiting to hear. <laughs> <sighs> All right. You guys know how it goes. We're not perfect over here. We're only uh, we're 300 plus episodes in, plus all the stuff we got here for you guys. So, but yeah, anyway, uh, we'll come back with another rerun real soon. Uh, uh, I, I mentioned a friend. I, fuck. Uh, one of my friends mentioned what's up with a new, uh, not new challenge, uh, up to the challenge. Uh, she wants to hear a new, a new one because we, I guess, I think it's been a, over a year since we did over the last a year. one. Well over a year. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to bring that back. Lincoln Lawyer is going to be my movie. I need to pick another movie for the ZC. I can't because I don't remember what I told you to watch. Um, so um, follow us on Facebook. Just search East Society. Uh, over as well as Spotify for podcasters. Links below to everything. YouTube, uh, T Public for a T-shirt. Follow us on X at East Society Pod at Magnus Pod at Theo Zisu. Instagram at East Society Pod at the Zisu at Magnus Pod. Follow us on TikTok at East Society Pod. And go over there now. I just put a uh, quick little uh, four-minute uh, video of a luchador wrestling event I went to last night. Uh, awesome, awesome time. 
Um, yeah, I'll talk about that more on the regular episode. But yeah, everyone, just be safe out there. Come back for more. So we'll see you guys then. So until then, party on. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. Till next time. Have fun. Be safe, and we'll see you next time. Peace, society.